Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all are brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all are brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C, certified brewhead. Scott Beer Cole, beer enthusiast. And this is Beer and Other Sh, the podcast. Episode 31. 31. And we are just a couple of blokes helping you fellas and ladies <laughs> understand and enjoy craft beer. One pour at a time. So, how you doing, mate? <laughs> mate, I'm kind of hurting, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's a little rough, huh? Yep. Yesterday we uh, enjoyed ourselves at the Chambly Beer Fest in Chambly, Quebec. As we did, as we do every year. Yep. Third, year. third year in a row. We went. We went pretty in this year. Man, we went in, man. We kind of had the 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 VIP experience this year, so we're gonna break that down instead of like chucking it on the end of the podcast thirty, which has all our interviews from the day and shenanigans. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna break that down today. Mm. But yes, it was it was super lit. We are yeah, we're hurting. We're hungover AF right now. I essentially feel like a bag of smashed ass. <laughs> if, if I could best well, describe the yes. feeling. I would I would actually quote you previously as a bag of smashed assholes. Yeah, that works too. Which, which is very specific. It's pretty accurate to the feelings I have right now. Right. It's and, and about life. I really didn't think I was gonna be able to get out this morning at yeah. all. I'm like, since excuse me, you're in town, we figured like we gotta do a podcast. And we had these boss house beers that we are gonna be reviewing today that uh, we brought back from Australia, especially for this. Oh damn, that's nice. It's like a Chevy. Lit. Old school. Old school. So uh, we're actually coming to you live and direct from Montreal. We're at the actual mountain um, in Montreal. It's uh, a little park on the sort of the bottom end of the mountain. As you can see, there is lamping, abundant lamping today. As you can tell, we are just, just a bunch of peeps. Ourselves. I'm not moving from here for the next couple hours. Yeah, we're just chilling. We got our picnic mat on. We're very masculine with our picnic mat, so you know, we thought we'd uh, do a little, a little casual, very casual, very slow. Very casual. Um, you know, even just the idea of uh, consuming beer right now is not entirely appealing. But you know what? We do it. We do it for the squad. We do it for the culture. For the people. For the culture. For the people. For the beer world. Yeah. God. It's the last so, thing I want to do, but... <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Do you know what we should do first? Sponsors. Now, we've been... The last few episodes, I've been doing... Interviews, we're, right? So we a lot don't of really... Interviews. Well, the sponsors, I've been, like, doing them, like, real casual and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, going to mention them all. All of the details are on the web. Um, like, if you're on iTunes, in the description, it's all there. If you're on YouTube, you're not seeing this anyway. It's all in the details and stuff. You, you can't miss them. It's all everywhere. So we're not going to go into huge info, but... Uh, first podcast, oh, jeez, man, we're struggling. It's going to be messy today, just bear with us. First sponsor is Brewheads, thebrewheads.com, and you get 15% off everything. Second is Illnote Studios, illnotestudios.com, and I think it's 15 or 20%. Same as uh, Brewheads, Brewheads right? yeah, yeah, so it's 15. Um, Toronto Urban Adventures, torontourbanadventures.com, very consistent mm-hmm. sponsors I noticed when we were doing this. Yep. Um, 20% off with the code, I think it's Brewheads, it's all there. And uh, thirdly, fourthly, is uh, High Five Pedal Tours. Uh, uh, High Five Pedal Tours, F-I-V-E dot com, and that's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Shouts to Dave, and you get, is it 10% off your tour? I don't remember that one, to be honest. You know what, because it was pretty new, and, yeah. and, and we sort of had a more relaxed uh, sponsor situation. So, um, you know, we got the girls with us today. They're, they're lamping heavy out there. Say what up. Hey, guys. Hey. So Tiff and Rochelle always holding us down. 
um, you know what, let's just let's do the beer. So <sighs> let's discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of episodes ago, what episode's Mornington? 28. So by the time you see this, the Mornington would have been out. It's not out yet because we do it ahead of time because we organize dogs. Uh, I got to sit down with Andrew Gal, who's the, the head brewer from Mornington. Um, phenomenal brewery. I really, we had every one of their beers um, at the brewery in Mornington in Melbourne and uh, every, I went to some tap takeovers and I really sort of went out of my way to, to try all their stuff. They were the most, one of the most highly recommended breweries that um, we dealt with. And um, most breweries in Australia don't make cans. Like they don't have tall cans. I don't think I saw a single tall can. There are a few that do make cans like Pirate Life and which we, no, I don't think you had them. I got one of their stuff. I'm not sure if I had it. Do they have them. the big bomber bottles or is it just, it's all regular 330 mil bottles? That's it. And really? a few little cans and that's it. Hmm. Um, it's really, it's interesting. I was asking people why and I didn't really get a straight answer. I think it's just because craft is so new. But even when we started the blog in like 2011. Cans don't necessarily mean craft though, right? Like, no, that's true. No, oh, that's what, sorry. That's ex- thank you for bringing that up. Um, somebody said, I don't know if it was Andrew or someone else. They said, um, that exact reason cans in uh in the general thing of culture people think oh vb or melt yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crappy macro right, beer. right right so they think oh can be oh it's garbage yeah and restaurants apparently like bottles okay it looks higher fancier end, on exactly. the table yeah that mm. makes sense even though lost craft is in a lot of you know it's a great looking can of course yeah. and it's a tall can but it's in all the restaurants like high-end restaurants in toronto well, it looks great bars. it's one of the better looking cans out there absolutely right? and that's why he's, i think part of the reason aside from the beer being great like one of the reasons it's doing well so that's apparently why there's not a huge amount of cans he didn't really have an explanation for the bombers like the 650s or 750s yeah. or whatever i really wanted them because brad and i notion and i when we were there we split we just bought only bottles and it was cool but like it was, it was just like annoying because you're splitting a 330 mil, which we are going to be right now. It's but like two sips. It's like, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. By the time I review it, you got like you have enough sips to review it. You do and post everything, and then I got to have another beer again. It yeah. was like it's so annoying. So I wish uh, we had a, alcohol problems, isn't it? <laughs> uh, first world problems, mate. So we're gonna start. I actually, only brought back a couple. Long story. I would have brought back more, but um, I wanted to kind of minimize what we were bringing back. But I had to bring back something. So since Mornington, were, I was just so impressed. Andrew was such a good guy and everything about them, like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I even bought their little, like, a top, like a long sleeve shirt. I never buy brewery shirts, so I'm a bit of a, a stan. I'm on the deals. Um, so we're going to start with the IPA. So um, we're going to pour them into our solo cups. We're it's in the park, and this is legal, ladies fancy, and gentlemen. Yeah. This is Montreal. Because so, we're eating a full-balanced meal of Miss Vicky's original recipe chip. Yep. So it's allowed. Oh, ready? <clears throat> Oh yeah. Oh. oh, just sitting up is difficult. Oh gosh. No, too good. All right. Oh yeah, Mal. Oh yeah, beer. I'm gonna give you more than that. I'm a I'm a bit of OCD, so I really am into equality. So like, if everyone having the same amount of beer. So how how many beers did uh, Mornington have in their? Their repertoire, yeah. At the brewery, they had about on tap four and then another three. So I had seven on tap at the brewery. Then in the fridge, they didn't have their So I bought the Imperial mm-hmm. from the brewery. Um, Andrew gave us some of these IPAs when we left the interview as a kind gesture, which was Sweet. very cool. So I reckon of more, I reckon I had damn near 15, 12 to 15 of wow. the beers. Okay. Like I had a lot. 
And um, how many of those are available in the... Like the, the bottlers? Yeah. Um, I would say the regular, because they've got bottles as well. So the Imperial IPA also comes in a bottle. Okay. We have like a porter in a bottle, Imperial Amber also in a mm-hmm. bottle. They do a lager now, but I think the lager was canned. So I think, I would say probably like seven to ten of them are available in a bottler. Cool. Um, and their range was pretty good. So I mean, the, their, their flagship beer is their Pale Ale, okay. which is phenomenal. Um, honestly, like Andrew just gave us the IPA, so I was like, sweet, it's fine. Like, it's, it's super, it's, I prefer it, of course, to the Pale Ale, it's a little hot beer, but the Pale Ale was fantastic. Um, that was what we drank during the, the podcast, which is actually better, because I wouldn't want to drink, drink the same one, right? Sweet. Um, so I'm gonna shut up and let's get into it. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. I am wearing shorts, so. <laughs> nice, eh? Yummy. Yeah, so it's a, uh, a nice, well-balanced, pretty fruity, a little bit musty. I can actually see some, like, sediment in here. And I think they've got quite a large production facility, so... 6.2%. 6.2? Tell me, tell me more about it. I'm going to read the little blurb yeah, here. Yeah, read it out, please. Mornington IPA is an American-hopped India Pale Ale at 6.2%. Light orange-tinted amber in color and heavily hopped. Delivering rich stone fruit aromas of peach and apricot. An initially sweet multi palate opens up to a fruity hop flavored and rising bitterness. All right. Come and taste our full range of beers at the brewery bar. And you should. So, um, can you taste the peach and the stone fruit and such? Not particularly. Um, it's a little warmed up, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I've been carrying them around before we get into the park. Um, Sometimes I feel like that is more just a suggestion. It's kind of a sweet, hoppy fruitiness. Um, definitely some lingering bitterness on there, which I'd expect from an IPA. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's full-bodied, full-flavored. So yeah. I like. It. I get that like musty, cardboardy thing from it, which I like. Really nice color. It's like a, yeah, it's a great little color. That's why I wanted to get these clearer cups. Yeah. Instead of the typical red one that makes us look like alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, okay. I'm really impressed. Nice little yeasty, yeah, foamy great. head. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, just, it's a, I feel like it's a really good, well-rounded beer. Like, it's phenomenal. I, personally, the Imperial, when we get to that, like, I really don't want oh, the strength of alcohol that's in it right now. But, like, it's that was one of my favorite, probably my favorite beer I had on the whole yeah. Aussie trip. Yeah. About 115 <laughs> beers I think I ended up having. Wow. Um, and this was number one. That that was number one. That was definitely the best. Um, is it similar to this? Yeah, but it's like the fruit, the fruitiness is out of control. That's and you can't I really like, taste the liquor. I love fruity, fruity IPA. hoppy, juicy IPAs. So mm-hmm. it sounds like it's right up my alley. Mm. That's why when we got them back, like I was super amped because I really, mm-hmm. I knew you'd love it. Getting back to yesterday, did you have a yeah. favorite beer yes. from the beer festival yesterday? That's a great question. Um, to be okay, straight up, the probably the favorite, and it's not really somewhat something that would ever be my favorite, was the Farnham Bali wine. Yeah. Um, so we had we actually sat down with Jean, uh, as you probably would have seen by the time you see this. We sat down with Jean, who's the owner and uh, brewmaster or whatever of Farnham um, out in in Farnham, Quebec, um, not too far from Chambly, and they dragonfly cool. Um, I'm distracted. You're easily distracted. I know, right? Uh, They made the the Siri Noir, like black series, um, and they did these, like, the the, the barley wine on the can. It said 11.2 or 11.9, but he said it was actually, like, 14 point something. There was another beer someone else said about that, too. Dan told us the Benelux. From the Benelux series. One. Oh, right. They, they called it 11. Thing. I think it must be it's something like a, to do with, like, if it has to be under legality, 12 or something yeah. for legality purposes. Like that, but they don't check it, right? Right. Oh, I shouldn't probably rat on them, but they did say it on air, actually. Yeah. It's not yep. switching, right? Um, so, 
That barley wine was honestly phenomenal, man. Like you really said, like you, said you taste the maple. They just yeah, like brown maple sugar, in maple there. syrup. Oh my god, I did not taste fourteen percent. And I'm not a like I'm a I'm soft. I'm such a lightweight, and high ABV beers are just not my thing. Only because I can't drink much of them, or it just puts me out. Yeah, that's why we're so such a mess today. Like <laughs> you went out afterwards. I couldn't even go out with y'all. You and Rochelle went in and had some whiskey and a, a jug of what is it called? A pitcher of Goose Island and stuff. Yep. And I couldn't even, like, I'm like, nah, B, I couldn't even eat, you know, I was, like, out. But that particular beer, I think, put over the edge for me. But I think that was my favorite. It was just so well-rounded. I was so impressed. And it's always cooler when you drink the beer with, with the human who made it. I love that. Get their explanation about it, their story. I think that's kind of, like, powerful and played into the experience of yeah. the beer. And that's why part of the reason I like it. So what, did, uh, what would you say for yours? Um... I guess we had kind of a wide range of beers, right? A lot of the beers we had were strong, doubles and imperials and such. You got almost every one. Yeah, we started with the strong stuff. I was planning on doing all the big strong beers first and then easing my way down to the- strategy. Didn't work, just drank strong <laughs> beers the entire time. Um, I really liked that uh, the peach beer from- Yeah, I was about to say Empechement. Yeah. Microbasserie du Lièvre. Yes. Like that, what was it, an hour and a half north of Tremblant. Mm -hmm. So way up there in the sticks. Way but uh, it was kind of, I guess, different than the rest of beers. It was a 5% beer. Yeah. It was kind of a light, it was either a golden ale or a lager style. It was a lighter... Oh, um, almost a wheat. Cause, yeah. Oh, no, it was a sour. Sour, you're right. Yeah, it was a, like a saison style. And yeah. I'd have to check the review. Yes, he did. He said some bread in there that. as well. But it was just nice. It was kind of really easy drinking, crisp. And you could really taste the peaches, but it was still beer it wasn't like peach juice like some of these beers are just like overwhelmingly or a lot of them use artificial flavorings right this was i think they put like a oh and you said how much and it was said like, how much it was like a thousand pounds of peach per 10 hectoliters yeah, or something he had, he had a i don't know the exact measurements but he said but there's a lot of peach in it you could taste it and mm. it was just a great summer beer great for like a beer festival to walk around in the sun and drink a <laughs> And we had to drink it quicker than I would have liked, eh? Like, yeah. We, we took the next one, which was like their, it was like an amber pale ale or something. I felt like I was always like chugging my beer because <laughs> someone's trying to fill up your glass every five minutes, right? We didn't pay for a single beer yesterday. We did not, and we had a lot of them, so. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm not saying that to be like an idiot, like a dick, but like, I don't know, that's a good step. Uh, you know, we that means we know people, and, and I'm really, like at the people in the, in the Quebec beer industry, it's super cool. Mad cool. Everyone was like super welcoming, very warm. Yeah. Like, you know, come drink this. And I think we was... got invited to Spain at some point. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. From Miguel, yeah. Yeah, no, everyone was awesome. And you can tell they're really passionate about their beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take them up on that. If, if that <laughs> offer still stands, Miguel, we're. Uh, like, hook us up. Homie. Yeah. We're going to be there. I know it was one of the later interviews we did, so was everyone was a little one, yeah. tipsy. Yeah. We actually had an interview, like, I'm, I don't know, <laughs> we ever put the podcast together, so I hope it makes it, but we did an interview with Unibrew. It wasn't anyone from the brewery. Last one of the night, as they're kicking people out of the festival, like... And we listened to it back, and I had... It's pretty ridiculous. Zero recollection of that interview. Like, I don't remember... I remember talking to him, I remember drinking the beers, but I don't even remember getting out our little beer troll here and recording an interview. Uh, Y'all saw it before in the last one. Actually, you would have seen it. Yeah, anyway. Um, so I don't remember talking to him at all. We listened back. I told him about um, the fact that we can get Unibrew in our uh, the, the definition. You were quite excited about that. Yeah. Like four times. Like, you kept know, at, saying minutes. the same thing, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't really get drunk too often. 
I, I just, I don't know. I don't really like being drunk, and that was, I was plastered. I, I, yeah, you could tell slurring. We started swearing a lot and stuff, and it got a little messy as beer festivals tend to do. Um, and we didn't eat. We messed up. We didn't eat. We didn't have water. They had little the snacks there and stuff. Yeah, which but is it cool. wasn't like substantial enough because we started off. So we could probably review some of the beers we, we went through because we didn't really talk about it in the podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. We started off with the 8.5% Imperial Dunkelweizen, Dunkelweizen actually. Dunkelweizen, yeah. And that was, uh, I can't remember who it was by, but it was for, it was the official festival beer for this. So I guess they do one every year in a different style, and this was the festival beer, so it was the first one we kicked it off with. Yeah, which, I think, which was fantastic. It was such a good beer. Really good. It was strong as well. It was like 8.5%. percent. But it didn't did not taste. No, because it was because it's so well made. That's right, and it was sweet and spicy and clovey, clovey as as they say. As they would yeah. multi. So that was a great beer, and then we were having that action. We saw Dan from Bruja, as you would have seen. Yeah, which was um, awesome. We're literally uh, like, I think we just had mentioned him. Yeah. Just said his name, and then, and then he, he, he he's in. like, hey, like, well, well, that's awesome. Come it's in and talk cool. to us for a minute. So, so we're gonna have another Dan. If you're watching, mate, we're gonna we're gonna give you a shout. We're gonna have. Sorry, mate, you're almost there. Give me a sec. I'm oh, just, just like, checking up. Just going checking up. We're gonna get another proper podcast. I've been holding off to meet with Dan because I'd rather you be here. So next time, maybe we'll organize some and we'll get we'll set up a bunch of interviews. There's a few breweries that I've been talking to that, excuse me, are down. So it'll just take an email, set them up. Um, so we had that. The second beer, I had what if anyone saw the app BAOS podcast on the Instagram. Uh, Scott did a 10 second beer review of the Ephemere uh, Unibrew Blue Blue yeah. Blueberry. So I had that and that was phenomenal. I loved it. I know you said it wasn't your favorite, but I really liked it. I, I really like the whole Ephemere line, like all the, it's just, I don't know, I like Unibrew beer and they kind of do that kind of, what would you call that style? Is it, It's a wheat? It's a, it's a wheat, wheat style. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a fruit wheat beer, beer. right, exactly. So they have no like plain one, sorry. Yeah, there's no just regular Ephemere. It's either the Cassis or the Green Apple or the Blue or the, the, the Pear. Was, they released the Pear last, last year. It was really good. There. Um, there's a Cranberry. Yeah, now the Blueberry. There's at least a half dozen of them. So Yes, there absolutely yeah. is. And they're all really good. I mean, some of them are better than others. But I, I very much, because like you were saying, actually, we we made, uh, we brewed a... Blueberry Saison. Blueberry Saison. And it wasn't too dissimilar. Because we used a little blueberry juice. I bet they yeah. did some crazy, something crazy. But... I'd, I'd think they'd do the same, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think so. Put, like actual blueberries, like, squished blueberries in there or something. Probably did that too. And the juice. Didn't right? we do that as well? Do we? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Well. But we're not master brewers, but I feel like all the fruit. You really like that beer. Oh, I, I wasn't. I beer. wasn't crazy it was about seven, it. I remember because it was too high in ABV. And yeah. I could, I could taste the alcohol. It did in taste it. boozy. And I, I just. I couldn't drink too many. Like I remember having it after the Brewheads launch. We came back and I was like, oh god, that was a rough night too. Yeah. And I had a bunch with with Notion, his missus and stuff at the time. And uh, yeah, I remember just feeling like when I think of that beer, I, f- I feel sick. Maybe that's the last one of the last ones I had. I just felt like I wanted to puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many of them. But um, yeah, that was my second. What did you have? You had something. You had the Imperial Stout. I had the Imperial Stout, which I didn't know the brewery because it didn't say. Yeah, that's the one because you checked it out after. That was really good actually. I like that. Um, but I went from Imperial. Imperial Dunkelweizen to Imperial Stout, I think to like back double back. IPA or something yeah. after. So yeah, it was I good. Had that one too. Yeah, that was actually a really good beer. It was roasty and kind of creamy and bit yeah, of coffee. it was good. Yeah, a little bit espresso. Um, mm-hmm. Well, um, what else should we have? I know I'm gonna check my uh, Instagram. Follow me at cwfor at Scott Beer Cole, but he doesn't post. Don't even post. Don't even bother looking. I don't post. <laughs> Don't even bother. I leave all the social medias to the king over here. Mate. 
Um, that's interesting. It says C4 has zero posts. Oh, good to know. That's just probably a probably a bit of a glitch on uh, Instagram there. Anyway, what else did we have after that? So we went there. Then we went to went to Saint Blas. We talked to Claude. Then we went to I think we went straight to Farnham. So we had the Farnham. Yep. Bali wine, which was uh, well, excellent. we had a couple of Farnham at the, the in the VIP section as well. Well, I did at least. Wow, I had the uh, the double IPA, the Farnham, the, the one twenty eight. Yes, that was great. You had that. That was uh, that's yeah. one, one of my favorite. And then um, I think the the regular IPA is like sixty five or something. They're numbered. I don't remember the numbers, but yeah, they yeah they have it, but the numbers aren't. Um, What's like? But if you warn them, it's really a problem. Okay. Um, what else do we have? Um, so the final was really good. Then we went to Lieve. We had the Impeshmo. Yes. And we had the Amber. I forgot the name. The of honey. The, the yeah. Was it a honey? It was like an amber. It's like um, a honey amber. Tasted really fresh. Like it was like, like yeah, like literally brewed that day. You could really taste the fresh malts in there, and which was solid. Um, and then we went to. I think then we met Pierre, and we went to the Spanish tent, and we had the. Um, Get the off the wasp! Fucking wasps! No, no, <laughs> go away! <laughs> Not welcome here. Um, we had the the uh, ales Aguillon, um, right? September, which was a sour ale made with Cantillon. Yep. And like I think Brett or something like that. Yep. That was sick. Five point five percent. That was lovely. Uh, then we had those the, the same beer aged in different. Uh, one was brandy barrels and one was just made normally. Oh my yes. God. Uh, and we had. So they were both fantastic. And I think we buggered off from there to Unibrew. To Unibrew, and we had the what is it? Reserve uh, Seventeen, the oh Corona Reserve Seventeen, two thousand fifteen, aged in tequila Tequ barrels. No, that was um, con uh, cognac <laughs> barrels. Oh, oh sorry, that was uh, La Fin, fin de Monde. <laughs> we had that in tequila <laughs> barrels. Tequila for barrels, eight right? That was super so good. good. That was ill. Um, the so beer's good as it is, and then you add yeah, some you add extra that, aging like, to it. And but when you think about all those beers, those two stouts were eleven percent. The yeah. um, the two, the Fendemon and the other one were like, and the Grand Reserve were like nine, ten. Yeah. Um, need to work on the, everything um, was just high, 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 high. The fourteen percent uh, uh, barley wine, eight point five percent Dunkelweizen, the eight point five percent stout. Like, you know, we went pretty in. <laughs> we didn't make it to the Vivoli or Vox Populi, which I wanted to go to. They were the sour beers, right? Yeah, but Pierre said they all the beers they had the festival, none none of them were specific. For the festival, right? So you can get like, them all. Right, yeah. So right, he was right. like, he took us to his last two places. He goes, make sure you check the Spanish one because we can't get them here. And then the <laughs> special barrel aged Unibrew that you can't buy. Yeah. But the Grand Reserve you can. <laughs> the Grand Reserve you can, but not aged not, in tequila. Not all the cognac. Sorry, the cognac. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a special one. And the pretty much like the mall tequila one as well. So I mean, we tried to get as many like you know one off brand festival beers. Make it interesting. Make it worthwhile and stuff. So overall, it was sick. I mean. Like, granted, <laughs> closed at 9. We got there at like 4.30 by the time we messed up. We really messed up. Normally, we get there, I don't know, relatively early. And we were like, ah, we don't, you know, we don't I need to like drink that long. I felt like it went later. I felt like we were there till like yeah. 10 or 11. And maybe they closed maybe it early Maybe they did close now. at 9 yeah. every year. I don't know what difference it makes. If yeah. it was changed, no, that's a good point. But I think we got there. We didn't never waited that long. It's only because no. we messed around and like, we just took our time a little bit. Like um, I figured we, we cranked it a bit. We, 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 well, that, that was like an old thing I used to <laughs> get up late and, and a lot. And so Scott calls it It's like island time, but it's Craig time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So let's do the IPA, Imperial IPA. Oh yeah. So this is, whoa, 8.5, great. 
Well, this was 6.2, that's 8.5. And then, and then we can have some more water. At least it's a small little guy. Yeah, exactly. So this was, like I said, was probably my, oh it's yeah. like six hours getting there. My favorite beer yeah, from the Australian trip, uh, mm -hmm. from memory. Now let's, also Imperial IPAs are your favorite style, right? <laughs> yeah, double IPAs, <laughs> right. my favorite yeah. style. Uh, when they're done well, like once again, I'm not into the alcohol, that color, oh, what a ripper. Thank you. Yeah, Dorian. One probably, right? Yeah, like one. Yeah. Can you top you up a little? Because I thought we'd be there for two. Beauty. Yeah, and we didn't get on the train until All right. Two. Yeah. So. Well, traffic. Spilling shit everywhere. All right, oh, yeah, that fucked you up. Cheers. Get in there. Mmm. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, so That's beauty. Do you want to read that can oh, again? That sure. Oh, Mornington. Like great work. Let me romance you with my... With your, with your beer <laughs> words. words. <laughs> with beer words. Which one Mornington that? Imperial IPA <laughs> tips the scales <laughs> at 8.5% ABV. Oh, yeah. Burnt orange in color. This robust ale delivers ripe stone fruit and rock candy aromas through the lavish additions of America, American aroma hops. The palate is flooded with flavors of hops, citrus, earthy and floral, with multi notes and support. A rich, resinous mouthfeel gives way to a powerful yet smooth bitterness. An IPA on steroids. How do you feel? Yeah, it's delicious. Um, it's definitely like juicier than the other one. It's like uh, I just like the word stone fruit. <laughs> it's a lovely word, doesn't it? No, it it implies peaches and plums and nectarines and yeah. like all oh, wonderful, gorgeous, sweet ass fruits. Now, yeah. if you drink an IPA and it makes you think of that, I like think that's that's ill. I can get some like. Like plum and raisin, and like uh, a little bit like darker notes that you don't always uh, get with like IPAs, right? Mm. Sometimes they're a little like brighter, citrus and and such. This is a little on the darker side. It is a bit darker in color. Yeah. By that burnt orange. Yeah, burnt orange. It's, it is a good description. Mm. I'm. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like now this is warmed up. It's not quite room temperature, but so it's not like out the fridge. Lot of times they, they say, yeah, especially for beers of this nature, the they the they recommend you drink them a little warmer than you know straight you out of the fridge. Walk, so just opens it up a little bit. You taste the bitterness and the hop, hoppiness a little yeah. more. Yeah, okay. I think it's. Um, it definitely works. Like. It, it, it sort of like yeah mellowed out into to the real flavors because we were, we were drinking in mum's fridge it was like mad cold so everything we pulled out it was just always like hella like freezing so yeah. we, we start we forgot about that so we had to take them out and give it like 10 minutes to warm up ahead of time uh, we started doing that and getting the bit real flavors because otherwise it just masks it way too much and I just noticed on the back of this can yeah it gives you, you the equivalent of how many standard drinks it is. Yes. So sometimes if you were to grab this, you'd be like, I had four of these, I had four drinks. But in reality, this is the equivalent of 2.2 drinks. So if you had four of these, it would be 8.8, nine, nine beers if you had a four pack of these. So. And they actually come in four packs. So. Right, there you go. But what is that one? They'll probably say this one would be 1.6 for one. So it's still, so I'm not sure, I guess flat five is probably. Flat five of three. 30 mil would be yeah. one, one standard, standard drink. Yeah. So the way in Australia, I don't know if they have it here because Tiff and I were actually talking about that. So you're allowed, there's like a, 
the the legal driving limit is 0.05. I think here's 0.08. Is that right? It's 0.05 now. It used to be 0.08. They've lowered it to 0.05. But then everybody seemed like mad paranoid. Like they were behaving like when we were 18, you're on it's called a probationary license, so you have to have this little red P called a P plate in your front and rear windscreen of your car to let people know that you're a probationary driver until you had that for three years. You can't you have to have a zero. Yeah, what's it called? G1 here? G1, yeah, that's where you have to have a driver in the front seat well, with like you. Okay. Yeah, um, G2, I believe. G2, you can't have any alcohol in your system. That's, I think, the only difference between G2 and G, your full G license. Ah, uh, this is G. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, what's the other one? All right, there you go. So they have that here. Um, there's Popo rolling up with the lights on. Ruining days. Um, so I, I guess the standard drink, there's like some sort of rule. I think the rule is one... It's like two standard drinks in the first hour or one every hour after that for a certain amount of time until you, um, yeah, until you get to, uh, I don't know if there's like a, a limit on it, but anyway, the point is that they, I guess uh, maybe there's more trouble there, more accidents, more issues, so they put the standard drinks on all of the alcohol uh, cans. Usually the, I don't think they put it on like a bottle of Jack or something. It's on like individual single use cans and bottles. So that you can have like a guide to what it is. I don't know, maybe it's supposed to be some sort of social obligation or whatever. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. I completely forgot about that actually. Um, so I guess with these higher ABV ones, like I don't really recall ever seeing that much. That's, that's quite a lot, 2.2 standard drinks per thing, but um, okay. Yeah, man. So pretty, pretty, pretty into it. It's lovely. All their other beers, just thinking they had, a, they had an Imperial Stout that was just phenomenal as well. Like, um, it was like 10 or 11%. Like, you know, as you'd expect, like the big beers, the big bold, balls of beers. It was, you know, really well made. I think it's uh, it a cool testament. Maybe I like them as well. I like their branding. There's like a whole story. I read it online, something about the C. It's like a two C's interspersed with a line through the middle. So and it says actually oh, it says on, on the back of the can, can yeah. Oh, okay. Our symbol is derived mm. from 16C alchemy, aurum mm -hmm. potable, which means drinkable gold. Huh. Uh, it was used as a remedial medicine to cure all illnesses, although medieval medicine did get a few things wrong. The idea of drinking liquid gold is not a bad thought. Cheers. Fair call. Yeah. So there you go. It's like some science thing. I think it's a pretty cool logo. Like they got it in this big cast iron thing on their fence at the brewery and or at the brew pub. And yeah, like the whole branding is just super cool. Like we, we've talked about branding before, and I mean, it doesn't change the way the beer tastes, but it's kind of cool. It, it, it may draw you to get a beer that you may not have purchased before based on the way it looked, right? So 100%. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that's been proven with Lost Craft. Yeah, absolutely. The, the fact that, like, and a lot of friends, maybe because friends know that we are, you know, aligned, somewhat aligned with them or, you know, we're mates and, you know, we support what uh, Sean's doing. So I feel like people show me their stuff or they've, they would show me that their friends went and bought it. Because they, um, you know, they'd seen it and they'd be like, oh, I know someone who knows them. And then they'll send us the, the pictures and they they find that their friends buy the the beer because of, primarily because of the can. It looks right, good. Right. And people want to pick that up. You're going to see this. And there's a yeah, like consistency so like, in Mornington's branding. It's the exact same thing on all bottles and cans. Kind of just different colors. Different colors. Uh, yeah. um, some of them, not even different colors, to be honest, which is actually interesting now you mentioned. It'll say Imperial Amber and it's a bottle. Okay. Um, looks like the camera went off, so we'll see what that means. Um, 
yeah, no, it's okay. We can, we can, we can let people know. It's a real podcast. It's real life here, Tiffany. <laughs> it's real life. The police are rolling up. Yeah, the cameras play. going like haywire. We don't oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like they actually have the same color on some of the ones. And I know the Imperial Amber definitely. Right, so it would look exactly the same, just Imperial say something else It'll on say it. Imperial Stout, Imperial Amber right. on the same thing. But neither of those two were in a, um, uh, in a can. They were both oh, okay, bottles. right. Um, but yeah, the, the pale ale was green. The lag is yellow. The pale ale. Oh, no, I said that was green. Whatever. Maybe the IPA is green. I can't remember, dude. But, um, yeah, I really like their branding. And I feel like the fact they're at this, like, run of small cans that are all the same sort of size and all have very similar branding. If you see those on the shelf, um, it's very appealing. Another interesting thing, actually, I'd be mean to tell you, was in the bottlers there, um, they had... Everything was um, arranged by style. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you'd go to the fridge. There's, like, an IPA section. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And like, it's, it's, I think it was an interesting sort of thing. When I was just looking for Mornington, I would expect to see all of their beers on the shelf all next to each other. They were actually all separated to styles. Now, that, that poses an interesting conundrum, mm -hmm. as the kids would say, that um, if you have a, what, like a non-true-to-style beer, what if you have a, a Gozlet that is chucked in with the sours, or what if you have an India Pale Lager? How many different Lager? sections were there? Like enough, but it was more like yeah. Like uh, there was a section for golden ales, a section because everything's golden. Right. Ale, section for pale, section for IPAs. I think there was a stout section, but there wasn't. I don't feel like there's a ton of stouts in the bottlers there. Maybe mm -hmm. in the specialty, like the real specialty craft beer mm -hmm. uh, stores, they'll be there. There was um, uh, what else? I just thought it was an interesting way of of, of cataloging the beer and presenting it for sale because it. I'm not used to that doing that. Like uh, LCBO just puts, they don't really do that, do they? Um, LCBO, no, they don't. I feel like they go with brands. Like the they have like an Ontario craft section, which will be like, let's say Old Nickelbrook will be together and Old whatever will be together, right? Like, well, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of singles, right? It's not a lot of cases or six packs for the most part at the LCBO, whereas yeah. the beer store would have all the cases. Like so I feel like it's just really kind cool. of like there's the Ontario craft section that has just kind of every style they make in Ontario craft kind of over there and then yeah. kind of just like the rest I yeah. don't know like it doesn't seem like there's really any organization it's just like to, kind of macro micro kind of yeah they kind of separate the two but for the most part it's not like that there's not an IP section from what I can remember, remember right? it's kind yeah. of just like yeah. this that and the other all over the place right I think it's the same here from no Peluso uh, does um, uh, style by style for sure they definitely do okay which is a debonair here right yeah that was yeah. when we shot the Brewheads video right that the, when the sea is in the bottle I mean Phil in the bottle there I took you there one time right yep. we went, yeah yeah um, it was it's super 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 dope I still like Phil lost his mind so I really feel like there's not that many places like that at least man you could you could blow you do they have a lot of American stuff there or zero American stuff all Quebec all Quebec right right, right. Right. But it's like, I feel like they have everything, everything that's new, everything that's seasonal, like all the special pumpkin beers that go there because there's not, I don't know why here, I think we've discussed this before, like now it's technically September, it's early September now, so, you know, fall is around the corner and the pumpkin beers, uh, I heard the pumpkin spice lattes are out now, so that means they pumpkin, are. pumpkin beers are around the corner, I'm a big fan of pumpkin Call me spice a basic beers. bitch, I love it, so like, I don't even care, I've got my Uggs, it I got my excites me, you actually do have both of said things, which is kind of terrifying, uh, yeah, but... Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what can I say? Uh, Yo, like I don't know, I, especially spice, in the like the the craft beer world and like the craft beer nerds. <laughs> yep. Hate on pumpkin spice beer all the time, Heavy. which is fine. I get it. It's kind it's of like flavored. Right. It's a flavored beer. It's not really like a true to style anything. It's an ale where you throw a bunch of cinnamon and nutmeg and cloves in it. But but is it is it any different than a, a regular fruit beer that's celebrated? What difference is it with like a lambic or something that's like? I wouldn't say so. It's, I say it's. You know, like they actually, a lot of them they'll put pumpkin in it, like the oh, actual. I feel like they all have. Not all of them, oh, no. Really some of them are just like pumpkin spice flavored. <laughs> but you get some of the kind of the point because the starches and the, and the sugars from the starches and stuff. No, I've I've seen some that are strictly, just like they'll, they'll call it like pumpkin spice flavored. Really? Ale, can yeah. You, can you can you can you like call anybody out on that off the top? I can't think right off the top. I almost want to say Saint Ambroise is just pumpkin spice with no pumpkin in it, but I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. But there were a few of them, and then some used them. And I, I've brewed a pumpkin spice beer myself. I used pumpkin in it. Um, but why did you? Because you thought that was the only way to do it. Like I guess. Or like it's better using that than just the spices. Yeah, I kind of just because because you want a bit right. You're just brewing a spice like amber, a spice, spice right amber exactly. So I guess the idea is you kind of get like a little bit of the earthiness from the the pumpkin. In itself, it yeah. gives it kind of that, and it gives it some color as well. Color is beautiful. I yeah, like spice beers, man. It's so. Oh, so fall and yeah, cinnamon like cloves and nutmeg, and is, right? I don't so know, makes really me happy. So, hate all you want. I like yeah. pumpkin spice hey, beers. I'm, I'm with you, bro. I, I feel like you know what we should do. We should do a episode in the coming months, maybe in October, when I'm back. Yeah. Um, in Toronto, we'll get a whole, we'll get a line. We'll do a pumpkin. Or maybe, episode. yeah, maybe we'll pumpkin. do it when you're when the, you're here in September, or you're in Toronto in September, and then we'll yeah. post it by like. By then, yeah, Either, yeah, we could do that because I also want to do those. Uh, we got some kindly. Cameron sent us a bunch of beer. Yeah, so we want to put do an episode where we're yapping about nonsense and, and drinking the Cameron's beers uh, with their fantastic new branding. So I want, I want to talk about that, but yeah, we could do we monsters. could do both. Yeah, that'd be dope, actually. There you go, guys. It's locked in. Get excited for it. We're gonna get pumpkin out. We're gonna be wearing our Uggs. We're gonna be. What else? You'll be wearing your Uggs. Uggs. My infinity scarf. Okay, I'll come out. I'm gonna. We're gonna have Starbucks. Maybe Should Starbucks. we do it? Oh man, that would be awesome. Dead, uh, I'm not scared at all. Like, Rochelle, do you have any Uggs I can borrow? Okay. I do. There you go, because we're gonna do Only a basic. One pair of basic. We're gonna do a basic bitch. Yeah, episode. we're gonna do. A, well, I've got my own Uggs. Clearly, we're gonna do a basic bitch episode where we drink the pumpkin beers. Pumpkin spice beers. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Great. And just like we'll a whole put, thing. We'll put the butterfly filter on you guys on Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, so Speaking of that, go to the BAOS podcast. Our friend. Um, CC in Melbourne did a 10 second beer review and she used a, a filter it's hilarious <laughs> check what it did like go to their Instagram and check it it's maybe that should be the new thing maybe the, for the 10 second beer reviews we should use filters. filters yeah you know what we're gonna for keep lols. it interesting it's, yeah. for the, it's for lols it's for the children it's yeah. for the culture it's for all of the above <laughs> yeah. um, so we're definitely doing Perfect that but um, yeah man so overall Chambly like I said third year in a row this is our first year documenting it because usually we'd come back and, and do a podcast well usually last year we did a podcast afterwards yes. and discussed it because we didn't have our little right, the portable beer, uh, portable mic our game wasn't stepped up to the level oh, it is right now not even close and you should have heard the lack of wind yesterday oh. it was bloody ripper this thing mate oh, oh. makes me happy as tits so um yeah this was our first year going and it was this, I went to Mondial Tiff and I went to Mondial in I don't know June or whatever we weren't officially wasn't we didn't have a media pass we just went and covered it and stuff a little bit but even still I don't think we paid for any we bought tickets we didn't pay for any beers until yeah. the end we're like oh god we gotta throw this money yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know like we're very I think we're fortunate to have met the people we've met in, in Quebec and in specifically we're talking about that now and Ontario as well but Quebec for the the beer scene man like everyone here has just been so opening open and welcome and you know just 
willing to talk to us and wanting to showcase it because we have a genuine passion for the beers and it's super dope that we get to um, you know go to these festivals now and now we're going to keep doing it because the media pass was extra lit it gave us you know a little bit more access to to different people and things that we might not have uh, done otherwise so we're definitely going to make that a habit and um I didn't see anyone else doing this, what we were doing. Yeah, so. That's a good sign there, right? Yeah, I think. we're offering something unique, hopefully. Right, and people wanted to talk to us. Genuinely, we'd be talking to someone, and then he'd be like, you need to go to talk to this guy over here, and someone would like escort us over to the next booth and give us a whole breakdown and give us beer every single time. We got escorted from each booth, one to the other to the other. Which is crazy. It was cool, yeah, but I mean, you got the links here. You know, uh, you knew a bunch of people there, so. Yeah, we, you know, just over, over doing, just from doing podcasts. Yeah. and also yeah. it's cool people see like we got this cool um shoulder what do you call it like a shoulder mount thing for the yeah camera. it's like the stabilizer just stabilizer. so we can kind of be out in the field and recording so tiff's walking around with this cool looking it's like it's, it's, it's new we got it new so it's all like shiny and red and black or whatever and like people keep talking to tiff's so they see that they see us holding this ridiculous microphone and people want to talk so we end up meeting meeting people just from doing that which is uh super dope and you know, the, the fact that's once again, we always say this, like people in craft beer, like I found the exact same thing in Melbourne. Everyone was mad cool. I reached out to a couple of the breweries. I already knew Tiffany, which is out episode 27, 28, which is dropping in a couple of days. It'll be out by the time you see this. But with Andrew from Mornington, just reached out. Hell yeah, no problem, straight away. Public brewery in Croydon, reached out, no problem, straight away. And I, I don't know. I think it's just really cool. And I really hope, actually, question to the peoples out there if y'all are you know let us know what you thought of the Australian stuff I really just wanted to cover the Australian um, uh, breweries while I was out there because I figured that I want to build with the brand out there so that Scott and I can go together next time and we'll you know have a bit more it'll be a bit more organized we'll go and see a bunch of breweries all up and down the east coast in Sydney and Brisbane and wherever wherever the good stuff is I'd like to go to Adelaide and Pirate Life and be ill and just go to their facilities and check it out and you know talk to these people and I just want to see because I know most of our audience is in Canada and states so let us know what you think like hit us up on any of us at BAOS podcast everywhere Facebook Instagram Twitter like let us know like how do you feel about the the Aussie stuff are you guys interested in that like you know I'm just curious because I think it's cool we watch a bunch of Tiff and I watch a bunch of different um, beer I don't know not podcast but like what they call like video YouTubers and they do, uh, they go all over, like a lot of some in the UK, some in the States, and I'm fascinated by it. I want to see stuff from everywhere, you know? So, um, dude's playing, oh, it was like football, I was like, man, I knocked the camera. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, well, the sun's setting sun's and, setting and we're out of beer. So, so I guess that's about it, folks. So um, check the sponsors, everything's below. Any Anything else you want to add? Like your brew head shades there, mate. Look at those. You can get those over at thebrewheads.com. Bloody Bloody ripper. Bloody ripper, mate. Uh, Also, one last thing. If anyone wants to does the 10-second beer reviews, if you want to do your own one, do it and then send it to us. Send the file to us. Get in contact and we'll work out how to get it. Um, We will make you internet famous. Internet famous. Info at baospodcast.com. That's the email. You will be the most famousest internet beer reviewer of all time. Most famousest. The mostest famousest. Mostest famousest. Period. So... Yeah, man, we're hungover as tits. We're going to go and probably drink more water now and uh, (laughs) drown our sorrows and take some Advil. So, uh, mate, great chat, great weekend. Thanks for having me here in Montreal. Thank you for coming by, and we'll do this again soon. Sweet. Love you. Catch ya. Catch ya. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya.